Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned about the wicked King Manasseh. He was one of the most wicked kings of all. But truth seekers, just so you know that God will hear anyone who repents and turns back to him, even wicked kings like Manasseh. In the later years of Manasseh's life, he had a heart change. You see, the Lord had tried to speak to Manasseh to get his attention, and the Lord had tried to speak to the Israelites, but they paid no attention. So the Lord had brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon, one of the most powerful nations in the world at that time. In his distress, Manasseh sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And when he prayed, do you know what happened? God did not turn his back on Manasseh, even though Manasseh had done such evil things. Because Manasseh humbled his heart in repentance, the Lord saw his humility and saw that he had changed. And so the Lord heard his prayers. The Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and back to his kingdom in Judah and set him back on his throne. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord, Yahweh, is the one true and living God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that amazing? There are not many evil kings that we can say who humbled themselves and had such a change in their lives. It shows us that no one is too far gone for God to save. If we humble ourselves, call upon his name and repent of our sins, he will hear us and save us. Now, you might be thinking, but how can we really know that Manasseh had changed? How do we know he wasn't just faking it or saying it to get out of Babylon because he was in chains? How do we know he didn't just go back to his evil ways? Well, I have proof for you. You see, Manasseh came back to Judah a changed man. He rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, and he also made it much higher. He stationed military commanders in all the fortified cities in Judah. And here, this next part, is how we really know his heart was changed. He removed all of the foreign gods and the images from the temple of the Lord, as well as the altars that he had built up on the temple hill and in Jerusalem. He threw them out of the city. Praise the Lord. Then he restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thank offerings on it. And he told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. When Manasseh died, he was buried in his palace. And even though most of his life had been lived in sin and wickedness, he died knowing he had turned his heart back to Yahweh and had been forgiven. This was no small thing, true seekers. 
because it would not be long before his very own grandson would take the throne and become one of the greatest kings besides King David to sit on the throne. Manasseh's grandson's name was Josiah. Can you say Josiah? Josiah was one of the last great kings to sit on the throne of Judah. And Josiah was only eight years old when he became king. That's right, eight years old. He reigned as king in Jerusalem for 31 years. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in the ways of his great-great-grandfather David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, when he was 16 years old, he began to seek the Lord of his great-grandfather David. This means that he began to have a relationship with Yahweh, the one true and living God. Yahweh became real to him. He knew him in his heart and knew that he was the only one and true living God. And because of his relationship with Yahweh, when Josiah was just 20 years old, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of all the high places. Do you remember what the high places were? The high places were places up on hills and mountaintops where foreigners from other nations and even the Israelites would build altars to their false gods. They believed the higher they were, the closer they were to their false gods. But Yahweh had taught the Israelites that he was with them, that they did not have to go to high places to worship him, that he had come down to live and dwell among them in the temple. Isn't God so good that he would come down and make his home among us to live and dwell among us, to be near us, to be close to us? This is why the high places were so detestable to the Lord. The Lord had said he would come and live and dwell among them in the temple, that his presence would be there as they worshiped him daily by offering their sacrifices in the morning and the evening unto him. So, Josiah began to remove all of the altars at the high places where the Israelites had worshipped false gods. Under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them, and he smashed the Asherah poles, the idols, and the images. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the grave of those who had sacrificed to them. In all of the surrounding towns around Jerusalem, he tore down the altars and the Asherah poles and crushed the idols to powder and cut to pieces all the incense altars throughout Israel. It would have taken some time for Josiah to do all of this. He was gone from his palace in Jerusalem to personally make sure that this was done in all of the towns and cities in Judah. As long as he was king, there would be no worship to any false gods. Now, Josiah knew that since he had removed all of the high places and all of the altars and all of the idols for the Israelites to worship, now he must make sure that the temple was properly repaired and made ready for true worship to take place unto Yahweh. Do you remember another king we learned about who repaired and restored the temple so that the people could worship God there? If you said Hezekiah, then you are correct. 
When Josiah was 26 years old, he sent his secretary, Shaphan, to the temple of the Lord. He said to him, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest, and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have collected from the people. Have them entrust it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple. And have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord, the carpenters, the builders, and the masons. Also have them purchase timber and dressed stone to repair the temple. And so Hilkiah the high priest went into the temple, the temple that had been neglected and forgotten for so many years while King Manasseh had high places built to worship false gods. The temple had not been used. It was broken down and needed restored. And what happens next, friends, is so exciting. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found something. He looked over and there among the rubble, in the dust, something caught his eye. Do you know what it was? Can you guess? There in the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses so many years before. Do you remember Moses? Do you remember when God called Moses up on Mount Sinai and gave him the Ten Commandments? Do you remember when God told Moses to write down his words? The people had forgotten the words of the Lord. They'd been left forgotten in the temple. And here, now, Hilkiah the priest picked up the book of the law and quickly ran to Shaphan the secretary and said, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. And he gave it to Shaphan. Now, true seekers, what Hilkiah found was most precious. It was the Bible, but not in the form of a book like you and I have today. Back then, the words of the Lord were written on scrolls. Imagine finding a large, long piece of paper rolled up into one scroll that had the words of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy written on it. This is what Hilkiah found among the dust and rubble in the temple. It had been forgotten, overlooked, and not read for hundreds of years. Then Shaphan took the book to King Josiah and reported to him, Your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them. They have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and the workers to repair the temple. Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me this scroll. And Shaphan then began to read it in the presence of the king. And what he read caused King Josiah's eyes to widen, his heart to beat a little faster. Could it be? No, surely that could not be what the Lord had said to Moses hundreds of years before. How could they have forgotten the words that God gave to Moses to read to the people? How could it have been lost and forgotten all these years? Do you want to know what King Josiah heard in the scroll? He heard the words from Deuteronomy. When Moses spoke to the Israelites right before they were about to enter the promised land, 
Can we go back to that moment for just a minute? Can we travel back in time to when Moses stood before the Israelites and he said to the people, See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to Him? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I am setting before you today? Only be careful, Israelites, and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said to me, Assemble the people before me to hear my words, so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow, and then wrote them on two stone tablets. And the Lord directed me at that time to teach you the decrees and laws you are to follow in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You saw no form of any kind the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire. Therefore, watch yourselves very carefully so that you do not become corrupt and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman or like any animal on earth or any bird that flies in the air or like any creature that moves along the ground or any fish in the waters below. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon, and the stars in all the heavenly array, do not be enticed into bowing down to them and worshiping things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you out of the iron-smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance as you are now. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire. After you have had children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, if you then become corrupt and make any kind of idol, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord your God and arousing his anger, I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not live there long, but will certainly be destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and only a few of you will survive among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. There you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. When you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. 
He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. Dear Truth Seekers, when the king heard the words of the Lord, he tore his robes. When he heard the words that Moses had spoken so long ago to the Israelites and warned them about not making idols, he tore his robes because he knew that's exactly what the people had done. The Lord had warned the people of coming disaster if they started worshiping idols. It was right there, written in black and white. God had told them even before they entered the promised land that if they began to worship idols, they would be driven out of the land. Of course, this caused King Josiah great distress. He knew how badly the Israelites had been worshiping false gods in the land. He knew how many years king after king after king had tolerated idol worship. And now, now was this still true? Were these words of the Lord spoken by Moses so long ago still true? Would there be consequences after all? Would the people be removed from the land? He needed to know. So he sent Hilkiah, Shaphan, and Asiah, his attendant, to seek the counsel of a prophetess named Huldah. He said, Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this scroll. Hilkiah and those the king had sent with him went to speak to the prophetess Huldah, who lived in Jerusalem. She was a prophet, like Isaiah or Elijah. She heard the voice of the Lord, just as they had, and she spoke the voice of the Lord to the king's men who had come to see her, saying, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the king who sent you to me, this is what the Lord says. I will bring disaster on this place and its people because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and provoked me to anger by all that their hands have made. My anger will be poured out on this place. Tell the king of Judah, because your heart was responsive and because you humbled yourself before me and tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. Now I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I am going to bring on this place and those who live here. Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the men of Judah, the people of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He then read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which had been found in the temple of the Lord. He read them before the people that day. And that day the king renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, regulations, and decrees with all of his heart and all of his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to the covenant. They renewed themselves to obey the Lord. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
It was a very serious day that day for the people of Israel. Josiah had removed the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he and all who were present in Israel served the Lord their God as long as he lived. They did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their fathers. Dear True Seekers, what a powerful thing can happen when we read the words of the Lord. The king and all the people of Judah had not had the Bible read to them or seen it in years. No wonder they had strayed from the Lord and began worshiping false gods. No wonder their hearts had grown cold. They had not been taught the words of the Lord. How can we know God unless we read his word? How can we know that he is loving and good and just and holy and mighty and merciful and gracious unless we read his word? You see, God's word is alive and active. It is not like any other book. It tells us what is right and what is wrong. It is truth. King Josiah heard the truth of God's word that day and it changed the way the people lived. They renewed their promises to God. But sadly, there had been so much sin and so much idolatry for so many years, and so many kings had come and committed sin and idolatry, that the time had come for God's word to come true. The warning he had given to them so long ago would happen, but God would not abandon them. He knew those who would remain faithful to him, those who would stay committed to his covenant, and all would not be lost. But that is another story for another day. The truth we learn today is that God's word changes lives. God's word is truth. God's word needs to be read every day so we don't forget what it says, like the Israelites did. God's word gives us warnings to keep us safe so that we will obey God and not lose our way. God's word tells us that God sent his son to die for us, that he forgives us of our sins when we repent, and that he is coming again for us one day. Your Bible is the most precious treasure you own. Don't leave it on a shelf to collect dust like the Israelites did. Pick it up every day, read it, study it, memorize it, and in doing so, you will learn the words of life. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us your word. Your word gives us instruction on how to follow you. It gives us protection. It gives us truth. It tells us more about you. It lets us know what's right and what's wrong. And it lets us know how much you love us and that you have not forsaken us. Help us to keep your word hidden in our hearts and close to us always. Help us to love your word and read it every day. May it be like sweet honey to our souls, satisfying and good for us as it teaches us your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before we go, I have a few more reviews to read. I'd like to read a review here that says, My name is Liesl and I'm seven years old. My younger sister and brothers and I love listening to your podcast. You've made learning more about God and his love for us fun and easy to understand. I really like the praying through the Bible episodes. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for listening, Liesl. Uh, our next review here says, I love this because it tells us about the Bible in ways that we can understand. Me and my 
sister love this podcast. I live in the USA in New Jersey, and I would love to go to California. You know what? I have been to California one time, and it was beautiful there. So thank you for that review. That was from the Gracie. Um, The next review says, uh, my name is Sebastian, and I will be seven years old soon. My mom, Ebony, plays your podcast every night after we pray, and it helps me sleep. And my favorite episode is King Jehoshaphat's Choir. And then his mother says, as a mother, I want to thank you for using your platform to teach our children the beauty and accuracy of the Bible. It warms our heart to see his eyes light up when he hears the intro song. I've listened to almost all of your podcasts, and as an adult, I am in awe of hearing over and over how magnificent our creator is. Thank you for teaching theologically and historically accurate teachings. May God's blessing continue to be on you and your family. Well, that was a blessing to me. So thank you so much, Sebastian and Ebony from California. The next review says, my daughter can't fall asleep without this podcast. I have such peace knowing she is hearing biblical truth as she falls asleep. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you so much. And finally, this review here says, we really like True Seekers because we like listening to Bible stories and listening to what happens in the stories. That's from Adeline, who's seven, and Eden, who's five. Thank you, Adeline and Eden. Um, It goes on to say what a treasure this podcast has been for our family. We listen while we're eating breakfast or driving in the car. I really appreciate the simple way the Bible is presented as having truths in each story and how Sherilyn presents ways that we can apply those truths to our lives. Thank you for making the Bible accessible to children. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Judah, Abram, and Obadiah. They wanted to write to tell me that they are listening from Perry, Iowa. Judah's favorite episode is the story of Elijah. Abram's favorite episode is the story of Jonah. And she said, if I had to guess, Obadiah's favorite part of the podcast is probably the music at the beginning. They say, thank you so much for all of the work you put into making a beautiful, quality, biblically sound podcast for children. You're a gifted storyteller and have helped my children and I to grow an understanding of God's word. Well, thank you, Judah, Abram, and Obadiah. I am so glad to hear that you are listening. I appreciate all of your support and love over there in Perry, Iowa. Thank you to everyone who has emailed in, just letting me know where you're listening from and your locations. It's been so fun to be able to map that and just see um, how the podcast is reaching so many listeners across the globe. So thanks for joining me today, True Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.